Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right, Sharpe. <laughs> Who? Sharpe. We're going to bop, 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 bop to the top. What's the words? I, I can't remember. Extra, yasta. We're going to bop, bop, bop right on this bop podcast. Bop to the podcast. Wait. <laughs> bop to the pod. Um, welcome to the Lemon and Ginger podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name's Matt. My name's Bill. And uh, we're here today for our second episode. Woo! Isn't that exciting? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. I've already got a sweat on. (laughs) (laughs) That's because it is rather warm in this flat. And we're drinking hot cups of tea. Tea. (laughs) Yeah. That was really horrible because it was like we planned that. (laughs) What tea are you drinking? I'm drinking chamomile and honey. Wow. Is that chamomile and lonely? No, it's chamomile and honey. Well, what, what's that bit? What's that bit, Billy? What May? was that bit? That yeah. was a reference to my debut single. It's called The One About Peppers. What's it about? Peppers. Nice. Uh, and also <laughs> about being poor, sad, uh, depressed, dissociated. That's not what you want on your shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds very good. I I I did the I did the beat for it. Oh, did you produce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did, sick! I, did, I, did I love the, the production. It. I like the instrumental. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Thank you, thank it's you. Perfect. I really this like the words exactly as well. I, I love the words. Um, thank you. It's all right. It's all right. Um, I'm currently drinking um, worker tea from Bird and Blend. What's it got in it? Um, Can I read it in a nice voice? Can you? Yeah. Do you want Do you want to go for it? I'll, I'll throw it over. <laughs> <laughs> With a terrible throw. Okay. A tea for the Mancunian worker bee. Sweet, light and energising. Ingredients. Honeybush, yerba mate, bee pollen, chamomile and lemon pill. So essentially... Yerba mate? <laughs> yerba mate. We're essentially drinking the same thing. It's just uh, it's honey and chamomile. Oh, wow. But with some added stuff. With some yerba mate. Um, yeah, it's, it's all right. I don't know, I don't know whether it's sweet. It, I, I, get, I, can feel the, uh, I can feel the honey, but... Um, I don't know how sweet it is, but it's rather delicious. It'd be sweeter if I dipped myself in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're recording this from quarantine, and but I, I don't really want to speak about quarantine that much because we've been reading a lot of uh, fake news and it's uh, pants, conspiracy theories. Mm. We've been we've been done been doing a lot of research about we've stuff. A, we've got tinfoil hats on. Mm, whilst equally not really giving a fuck, I would say. Yeah. And just, you know, taking everything for what it is. But it's definitely been uh, uh, quite an, an interesting time for me. Um, as it has been for everyone, incredibly intense. We started dressing like the fish at one point. We live with a fish called Yuri. Yuri's red and blue. <laughs> I discovered every day waking up that I have a lot of red and blue stuff because I just found myself matching to the fish. And yeah. you a lot. We've dressed the same a lot. Yeah, and I'm half French, so that red, white, and blue's already there, you know? Oh, wowee. I'm already dressed like a fish. My nation's colours. <laughs> nice. Um, what, what kind of music have you been listening to to keep you preoccupied during this uh, quarantine? Lots. There's been a lot of releases. Oh, yeah? Like, it actually scrabbles my mind right now. Scrabbles? So it's, it's scrabble. We've been playing Scrabble. We have been playing Scrabble. We've been playing Scrabble. Oh, my God, you taught me how to play Scrabble. Yeah. Boggle. I've learned how to knit. 
It just sounds like make, made up words. So I've been learning Scrabble, Boggle, Babble, Laggle, Daggle. Who's it's and what's it's galore. Mm. Um, I've learned, I've, I started it in a scarf. I became a hairdresser. Yeah, for my bowl cut. What else have I been doing? We cooked, we, we cooked a bit. We made, oh yeah, we did some bacon. I made banana bread and put some pepper in it. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, spicy. It was savoury savory um what else what else have we oh obviously i released a song i think i'm gonna make my song the song i've been listening to because i have listened to it a couple of times today oh yeah yeah nice nice so the one about peppers by sunflower bill that's a good choice that's a good choice um mine's been a couple a couple different songs um but i'm probably gonna go for the most recent one i've got two maybe i've got two um magic by Slow Tie and Kenny Beats. Just oh, came out yesterday. Bang up. What today? I can't remember. I can't I can't tell what day it is. It now. was yesterday. Um and as I was going back to listening to some Kenny Beats production stuff, I came across what was it? I think it was called Nothing by Key, featuring Kenny Beats. Um, which is a very, very sick song, kind of a throwbacky uh trap fusion, which I was uh, really enjoying. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I feel really bad actually because there's a plethora of music that I've been listening to. I feel like I'm really copping out by just not mentioning any of it. <laughs> but like a lot of my friends have released stuff and I don't want to talk about some of them and not talk about others because I know I'll forget right now. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll do yeah, a yeah. list at some point. Anyone who follows me on Instagram, like I post on my story new releases all the time yeah like yeah. every single day i'm posting new music yeah so. we, we still we, we still be listening to that stuff i'm not coughing out i promise no no absolutely i'm just promoting myself and that's important that is important yeah man who else is gonna do it trust me yeah you're yeah. right you're right um so a couple of things to wrap up from the last podcast uh, another thing that we've been doing in quarantine uh we have because uh, if you don't know already Mattia and I have been quarantined together um which has been a huge huge blessing <laughs> for, for me at least <laughs> yeah it's been blessed it's been it's been excellent fun uh and it has been fun it has also been very tough mm. and sad I think it's important to be honest about it yeah like I've done like all the stuff I've done, all these creative things that we've gotten gotten up to. Yeah. Like I'm not gloating about it at all. Like it's not constantly been and yeah, like and creativity. Roses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's been really tough. I've been in various blips and uh my mental health has suffered a lot from being away from people mm. and being so close to you yeah yeah and uh i've been learning a lot about myself we've been going a lot we've been doing a lot of yoga as well yeah yeah i started i started doing some yoga um which has been interesting okay so something else we've been doing with someone else we've been doing is watching a lot of films yes we've we've got got a a whole list we've got three lists we've got a list of films that i've seen that mattia hasn't seen We've got a list of films that Matty has seen that I haven't seen. Yeah. And we've got a list of films that neither of us have seen that we want to watch. And we've been gradually crossing them off every day or every other day that we've been uh, finally getting around to watching them. Yeah. I can now tell you that I have seen Jaws. Yeah. After all this time. Dum, 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 dum. 
I've also seen all of the Matrix, the Matrix trilogy. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, and also became completely obsessed with Tiger King. Yes. Now I'm going to wrap this up in three very controversial points. Okay. Should we, should we, should we, should we hit them uh, one at a time or all three at once? I think I'm going to put them out there at once and then okay. you can comment on them. Right. So three of my controversial things that I've learned and or decided during quarantine thus far. Yeah. Number one, Jaws. <laughs> Jaws was a bit stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Number two. Number two. Matrix Three is the best one. Okay. The third. The third Matrix is the best one. Quite controversial. Quite controversial. Number three. Yeah. Carol Baskin is an inspirational legend. I'm gonna elaborate this one. I want to elaborate on this one before you come on it. Okay. Okay. So. One of the things that I got quite uh, emotionally emotional about was um, how much people were obsessed with Joe Exotic. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was obsessed with Joe Exotic. Like, I love the guy. Incredible um, human being. Yeah, for numerous reasons. Probably uh, not good ones, though. But... No, <laughs> but you need everyone. We're all human, you know, we're all human. Yeah. But the same thing applies to Carol Baskin. Now, the internet that phrase the internet the people on the internet they absolutely lapped up this idea that carol baskin that bitch carol baskin and that carol murdered her husband everyone's saying like carol murdered her husband carol murdered her husband la 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 did she didn't she oh she definitely did oh that bitch carol baskin (laughs) oh i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna tell you something right now of course, Carol Baskin murdered her husband. <laughs> is that on record? <laughs> <laughs> and it is the best thing that she could have done. And From now which I'm gonna, perspective? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to okay. tell you. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Okay. Carol Baskin was 19 years old. She was walking down the street. She was crying her eyes out when a man in his 40s. This literally sounds like the beginning of my poem. Yeah that's about consent and respecting women and being sexually assaulted, right? Or a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Carol was 19 years old, yeah. walking down the street, mm. crying, her eyes, crying her eyes out, when a 40-year-old married man approached her. She was, like, young, beautiful, blonde, like... And this married 40-year-old man took advantage of her vulnerability, mm. married her, and then spent their whole marriage... Cheating on her, probably disrespecting her, being a bitch to her. I know what it's like to be in a relationship with rude, ignorant, stupid men, right? Who are very rich, who, um, I don't know, men, are, men, are, men can be pervs, right? This guy, Don, is that his name? I can't remember. Don? Yeah, no. Her, what, his, her husband, her first husband? Maybe. I just keep thinking of Doc. 100% like a fucking perv. Like, he fucking groomed her. Like, and when she, she finds herself as a young woman in a relationship with a guy who she realizes in her 20s or 30s or whatever that has like exploited her naivety and um, cheated on her, doesn't really love her, just wanted to have like some kind of trophy girlfriend, trophy wife or whatever. Yeah. And she has had the courage <laughs> to be like, do you know what? To chop him up. Fuck this guy. I'm going to take his money. He treats me like shit. He disrespects me every day. 
He's ruined my life. I'm going to take all his money. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and I'm going to love these tigers for how they really deserve to be loved. Now, I'm not saying she's kept those intentions. It very much all, beca- it all became about how crazy and like, how all in their egoic minds, all of these people who initially cared about money, um, about animals, tigers, stopped yeah. caring about the animals and it all was all about money. I'm not saying I love Carol Baskin. I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm not saying any of that. Mm. What I'm saying is... From a feminist perspective, as a woman, so fucking what if she killed her husband? She probably did, and I'd fucking high-five her for it. Because that Don guy sounded like a wanker. And it is just a typical reaction from society to go down the misogynistic lane and fucking love Joe, fucking love Doc, Doc Antle. Doc Antle, the most... The, the smartest but the most disgusting person in that whole show, he's got more followers on Instagram than any of the other people who were in that documentary. People rate him. People rate Joe. People rate... It's all... Like, Carol, other than that girl, Laura, who was married to the other guy, Carol was the only woman in that documentary, right? Yeah. And she's... Every single piece of feedback about her has been negative. Mm-hmm. And it is typical societal misogyny yeah. that people don't even recognise they're falling into. That bitch, Carol Baskin. It's, did she kill her husband? La, 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 la. So what? She saved more lives, more tigers than anyone else actually did. She was the only one who actually really, really cared about the animals. Except from Saf, John, and the, the, the three people who worked at Joe's. Joe's. Uh, Joe's yeah, they were my favourite characters. Zoo, yeah. Yeah. And just for everyone listening, Saf's pronoun is he. By yeah. the way, that was a whole other thing. Like, he got referred to as she throughout the documentary, which was quite frustrating for the trans community. So, But it was also very good that they addressed it in the after show. Um, yeah. And he got a chance to kind of elaborate on it and uh, and have his, his, his word on it and have yeah. his piece. Definitely recommend the after show with Joe McHale, is it? Joel. Joel McHale from Community. He's got a massive forehead, but he's very funny. Yeah, he is very funny. Um, That's like you. You've got a massive forehead and you're very funny. That's why I hide it under my ball cut. Um, (laughs) Which I cut for him. Nice. Yeah, people people at home won't believe that I have a ball cut, but I actually do. Um, so, because <laughs> who would think? No, Everyone's... no, I, a bowl cut. I don't believe it. <laughs> there are people listening to this right now, wide-eyed and disbelief. She's got a bowl cut. Because bowl cuts just. Sound... I don't believe it. Because they just sound ridiculous. And and if you would have told me, if you would have told me like a year ago, two years ago, that I get a bowl cut, I wouldn't believe you. Actually, that's a lie. I definitely believe you because I was always one for wacky hairdos. What? Um, yeah, I kind of like Joan of Arc at the minute. Um, <laughs> maybe watching two different two different documentaries. Maybe it's my uh, it's <laughs> my not. maybe it's my masculine bias. Um, but I think um, Carol Baskin was just as bad as the rest, personally. Oh yeah, I'm not denying that. Yeah, no. I mean they're all fucking crazy. But what I am saying yeah, is yeah. that like you can't deny the response. You can't deny. Oh My yeah, point. yeah. The response, the response is all kinds of messed up, but for a multitude of different reasons. Um, Carol Baskin was just not likable. 
Like, she just wasn't a likable person in that whole documentary. The rest of them had ultimate charisma and were, like, kind of cool. Like, Joe Exotic, like, he was lame, but he was also kind of cool. Like, like everything he did was just so sick. And then, well, like, like he, he hired a hitman and stuff. Like, he's just cool. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, like... Carol did the murder herself. That's even cooler. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she ground him up. She doesn't um, want a middleman. The thing that I don't like and the thing I think that, that a lot of people resonated with was that Joe, well, the rest of them kind of, they accepted their villainous traits. They accepted the fact that they, they played the parts of like supervillains. Like everyone in that show was a supervillain from like Batman or something. Except for Carol Baskin. She was like kind of like Harvey Dent who thought she was doing everything like for the goodness of like, of like tigers. But like, in actuality, she was no different to the rest of them. Like, it kind of felt like, well, like the Joker, you know? And he's like, he he's just doing it because he thinks that's what's right. And like, actually, like, mm, I, the way she's going about it isn't fair, quite right. To be fair, I also right. sympathise very heavily with the Joker. So perhaps that is an accurate Yeah, analogy. maybe. Because while I agree that the whole 40-year-old, 19-year-old thing's extremely weird, um <laughs> oh, like, oh don't hold and back like there's, there's most likely some groom in there i don't think he necessarily ruined her life there's, do you have any idea how frustrating it is to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't respect you and like cheats on you and stuff it's bad did he man. was was there any point in the documentary where that was the case yeah she spoke about it a lot she spoke about it a lot and i mean come on the guy left his wife and two kids for a 19 year old girl like He's a cheater. See, this is the point. I think I maybe I've missed it, but from what I understood, right, well, we'll rewatch it then. Rewatch, rewatch it. We'll rewatch from, it along with the I wish trilogy. I, the I wish I'd never trilogy. seen it already, so I could could rewatch it and just re-enjoy it. But everything felt like she was doing things for like the wrong reasons, and she was going the wrong way about it. And I get I'm it. While she... everything, while everything you're saying is right, I still don't like her. And maybe that's my fault, and maybe I'm just I'm just misogynistic, but I just didn't like her. I'm not I'm not saying I like her. I just think that she's quite inspirational, like um. Mother Teresa. No. <laughs> Who's the mother? Who's the one who wrote Girls? Ah, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Yeah, Carol Baskin's like Lena Dunham. She's yeah, not I particularly likable, but as a woman, she's very courageous and. Uh, inspirational, and I've got a lot of respect for her. Yeah, maybe that's the... I've heard a lot of people not really like Lena Dunham either, like, even, like, a lot of women. Yeah, because they don't, don't understand. Like... They don't understand. Yeah. Also, if you listen to Lena Dunham's... Uh, she's a guest on Russell Brand's podcast, Under the Skin. Okay. Um, and she speaks a lot about her ignorance and growing up, and she's kind of, like, on her path to, like spiritual enlightenment and like um sort of trying to become a lot more conscious and let go of her personality and her opinions and like focus more on um the positive things she can do for the world and for the people around her and like how to create like use her creativity properly and like just like really she really goes into like the inner workings of her mind and stuff and if, if you've ever listened to Russell Brand's podcast, Under the Skin, then you'll know that it's all incredibly philosophical and, like, enlighteningly beautiful. And Lena Dunham's episode is really good. And I, I had I had a lot of respect for her after I listened to that as well. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Too yeah. much negativity in this world. That's true. I I think I think from my perspective, I think like if you if you have like if you have a point that you vehemently stand by or you're you're you you've got something that you really feel strongly about and you want to share it with the world and like you want to enlighten people in the world i think there's like something to be said for being able to for for, for having done that journey yourself i think it's like it's hard at least and maybe it's not wrong but it's hard to try and teach other people the journey while you're still on the journey as well and everyone's always on that journey i think that's also part of the part of the issue with carol baskin was that she was going after these people while also having been in those situations herself. We are the people we hate, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. But that's why it's important to... I don't know. I feel like it's important to guide people as well. <laughs> Sorry, if you can hear that. We have a we have a man that, that cycles by every day with a humongous speaker on his back. Um, <laughs> and he's just going past now, um, providing some theme music for our for our podcast um so apologies apologies for that um jaws what was stupid about it i mean it's just massive sharks attacking people isn't it and it's terrifying yeah it's not though really it's, uh, all right i'll throw you in the ocean with a bunch of great white sharks and you'd be scared shitless yeah it'd be a great way to die though a great white way to die very quick, very funny. Thank you. Uh, Jack Whitehall had a joke once, speaking of great whites. <laughs> mm. Jack Whitehall had a joke once where he was like, oh, I remember finding this hilarious when I was like 13 years old, when I was obsessed with him. Yeah. When I first got into comedy, because I love comedy as an entertainment platform. Oh, do you know what? It wasn't Jack Whitehall. It was Ian Sterling. I was obsessed with Ian Sterling. He right. used to, he used to, he was, he was live on CBBC with a uh, hacker T-Dog and, and they used to, they used to be live for the intervals between when they would play the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I, I would literally be glued in front of the telly all day, like on the weekends and after school when he was there, when I was like 10 or 11 or something. And I would just watch Ian Sterling on the telly. And if my mum said I had to go to the shop to buy something, I would like run to the shop and back in like half an hour when a TV programme was on so that I'd be back in time to see his next skit before the next programme was played. Wow. Yeah, I was obsessed, man. I had a diary about it and everything. Was, <laughs> you were a backwards kid. It was crazy. <laughs> Usually I just needed just... love, man. I was just I was just obsessed with like falling Hacker in love. T-Dog and Ian Sterling. I, when you say Ian Sterling, I just think of football. So what was the joke? Wait, what was the joke? Oh, anyway. So I used to watch all of his comedy sets on YouTube, which I did with uh, Donald Glover as well when I first discovered his music when I was like 14. Mm. And, um, and I used to do with Jack Whitehall too. But Ian Sterling had this joke. Or maybe it was Jack Whitehall. I don't know. I'm giving both of them credit. They were both very funny. Uh, anyway, the point was, there was this joke, and it's like, if you want to die, if you're going to die, like, and you want to, like, commit suicide, you want to do something life-changing, you know? Like, you want to, like, jump into a lion's cage and get eaten by a lion or something. I feel like they tell the joke much better than I do. <laughs> what do you mean, life-changing? You're dying? Yeah, but that's the joke. Oh, that's, the, right. that's the play on words. Yeah. So my point was... If I was to die, I'd want to 
I want it to be life changing. Right. I want my death to be a legacy in itself. Nice. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Jaws would be a good I way to go. Although ironically, you don't uh, like learn the names of anyone who dies. Uh, like like yeah, most no, of them. True. Like that guy who was like on the boat when they were in the pool. And they were like, the shark's going in the pool. That was in a terrible American accent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> shark's going in the pool. <laughs> Which yeah, pool? The, the swimming pool. Yeah. At the big, <laughs> there was like a pool off the seaside. The kids are playing in the pool because yeah. they sent the kids to go to the pool. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but Like the rock pool instead. Yeah, it's, a, yes, it, it's, the, it's the, like the a rock pool. The shark went in there and then some guy got... <laughs> it's not like a community <laughs> swimming... I'm so aggravated. I'm like punching the microphone. <laughs> it's not a community swimming pool. <laughs> No, not like an indoor swimming pool, but it was like the rock pool where they sent the kids. But then yeah, it was so yeah. shallow that it was crazy that the the, the shark, shark went in there. And then there. he ate some guy whose name we didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that... I did think it was a bit silly, but um, it was p- very politically uh, eye-opening as well. I like the political point of it because mm. no one's listening to the guy who Wants the has the most knowledge. Yeah. Like the guy who's like... Uh, a specialist a marine in, biologist yeah who's like a specialist just getting like pushed back which is a lot of what we do like on facebook and we're like oh specialists don't know what they're talking about and it's like well they do they yeah. do yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then also obviously like it was all about money and like july 4th and them not wanting to close it because they wanted to make like money. yeah it was all about money, ca- yeah. like capitalism destroyed lives basically because they let the sharks eat the people including children and like i just found it to be very metaphorical of our society really yeah yeah Uh, that's i I can see that it was fair enough i'm i uh i'm a big fan of it and the your other point was that you preferred the third matrix over the rest i didn't prefer it i preferred all of them i thought they're all incredible yeah but the third one was just my absolute favorite yeah. like it was just so action-packed and like more sci-fi yeah. like there was lots of clear influences for me in there from doctor who so like the whole of um zion looked a lot like gallifrey mm. and gallifrey was first shown on the telly in a doctor who episode in 1963 and so it came, Doctor Who did come way before The Matrix, obviously, which mm. you didn't believe me because you were uncultured. But I know my shy fine. Uncultured? Well, um, and You're the one who hasn't seen Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but I have now. Um, and yeah, so there was a lot of, it was very sci-fi, like it had all the, the, the classic, the classic symbols for a great sci-fi. And it was, yeah, very action-packed and... Um, I feel like everything just came together really nicely and it was very well paced as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Wachowski sisters are incredible. Sense Eight, which is also written and directed by them, um, is like it's a it's a series, it's a Netflix series, and it's okay. one of my favourite pieces of cinema of yeah. all time. So I'm not, I've still not seen yeah. that. Yeah. And the other thing with The Matrix as well <laughs> is how all three films um, the dialogue is absolutely littered with spiritual teachings mm. and like just metaphorical phrases that you just need to know if you want to achieve peace and happiness, like just constantly like acceptance and peace and like, yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful film. I think the, I think the matrix matrix is, is a thing that, that drives me in, in music and making stuff. 
Please elaborate. Um, I don't know, the whole idea of, like, the fate being decided by the person rather than, like, you know, things being decided by fate and, you know, what, whether whether fate is something that is imposed on us or whether it's something that we control and, you know, making choices and um, deciding whether or not we want to take the the hard and complex route, which actually may bring you, like more happiness in the long run or where you take the easy route and just keep going as you have been you know it's like mm. it's like going do you go through the path of uncertainty and do you take that leap of faith or do you like stay quite still like and just enjoy what you've got but like it it might it might be so much better if you just like yeah because just like they said like no matter what you do or what you believe in like you could die like it could fail tomorrow but mm. so like you're gonna fail if you don't even try you know but then also it's inevitable mr anderson so i don't know i'm like i, I believe it it helps help me believe some stuff and mm. like actually it, it did inspire one of my thoughts from this morning after our yoga practice i wrote down some stuff and i sort of had this little realization that one of the most important keys to happiness is being able to know what you want but being able to say I don't mind if mm. it doesn't happen. From small scale things to large scale things, like if you know what you want to happen, yeah, then it will happen. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. Don't get upset meant- about it. Yeah. Don't. What is for you will not pass by you. Yeah, and that's not to say not going for opportunities and that. It's just if something falls through or if like something doesn't quite happen the way you planned. Just or the way say, you I wanted. don't mind, because yeah. it's probably not the right time or and, something else is going to happen. And if your intentions are pure and genuine and they're not clouded by, you know, um, external motives and, you know, and it's just purely for passion, then you'll likely find that, like, things come around in the most unexpected ways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Matrix. Not always in the path that you think, but in the path that's right. Yeah, Matrix yeah. definitely inspired me in a lot of ways. Um, and it re-inspires me every time I see it. Um, but in different ways. So, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Thanks enjoyed for them. introducing me. It's all right. I really it's appreciated right. it. It's all great, right. Great fun. So, something else that I also wanted to uh, clear up from the last podcast Shoot. was... Um, I we spoke a lot about how we really wanted to see Queen and Slim in the cinema. This was our last cinema trip together before going to quarantine because we finally went to see Queen and Slim. Um, and I remember describing it as the most beautiful depiction of a potentially true-to-life tragedy that I've ever seen. It became my favourite movie of all time. Yeah, it, was it really did. It was, it was very beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We were bawling like like children I, afterwards. I cried so much. I couldn't stop crying. But yeah, in the last podcast episode, I mistakenly thought that Jordan Peele directed it. Yeah. So obviously, after realizing that that wasn't the case, I went into a bunch of research, and I really want to share what I learned. Um. So. Uh, especially after watching it because after watching it i was like i want to know every single thing about this movie so um first of all it was directed by melina matsukas so she was the director for uh the we found love 
music video and the Formation music video. Both incredible. Yeah, so she worked a lot with like very powerful female figures in Queen the music Yonce. industry. <laughs> Before um, moving on to Slim and Queen. Queen. <laughs> slim and Queen. You mean Queen and Slim. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So, yeah. And then, so it was directed by Melina. And then it was written by Lena Waif. Yeah. But it's really interesting because the credit for Story By goes to a man named James Frey. And there was so much really interesting research about this because I never knew this, but basically in 2006, which is fair that I didn't know about it because I was, what, nine? Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically there was this guy called James Frey. He wrote, he's got 11 books published, right? And um, a few of them that he's written were published as memoirs. And they were really beautiful memoirs about... um, his struggles with like uh, being an alcoholic and getting rehab and going through the 12 steps and like the people he met and things like that. And he was on the Oprah Winfrey show and uh, he was, his book was added to her book club list. And there are only like 83, she's only got like 83 books out of all the books in the world. Like her book club list is only made up of 83. And he was on there until it came out that it turns out This guy, James, wrote these books and none of the publishers were interested in it as fiction. So he said that it was non-fiction, that they were memoirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people thought it was amazing and beautiful and interesting. And some of it is real, some of it is true. But like half of it isn't. Half of it is like, like just made up. So there was this whole controversy about it and he was invited back onto the Oprah Winfrey show and she was like, is this true? Like, there are a lot of people writing about it saying that you're a fraud. And he was like, yeah, like, it's not true. And, like, his publisher as well never thought to check the information or anything like that, so he got dropped from his publishers. They thought there'd be, like, a big lawsuit and things like that, but only, like, a 1,000 people, like, two, less than 2,000 people asked for a refund of the book or something. Right, yeah. So it wasn't, like, that big a deal, but, like, yeah, it was, like, this huge scandal and whatever. It's so a lot of money, that, though. He got... Yeah, but compared to, like, I think they put back, like, they put behind, like, 2.5 million for the lawsuit... Uh, they they put back two point five million, thinking that that's what it was was going to happen, but it ended up only being like, I don't know, a few k. Yeah, which is like twenty five k or something. You're laughing, aren't you? Yeah, that was mad. So obviously, he got removed from Oprah Winfrey's book club list and la la la. la. Anyway, so Lena Waif, mm-hmm. um, Lena's at a party one night, and um, James Frey goes up to Lena and is like, "Hi, I'm I'm James," and Lena's like, "Yeah, I know, I know who you are." And James is like, look, I've got an idea, but I can't write it because James is white and Lena's black. I've got this idea that, like, you know, uh, a black couple, they go on a first date and then they accidentally shoot someone and then they go on the run. And um, Lena was, like, listening to, like, his idea and whatever and, and was like, yeah, that you can't write this, but... I'm going to turn this into a movie. This is amazing. So he had a structure and everything sorted out as well. But Lena was like, I don't want any of that. I just want this seed, this seed that's been planted. So that's why it says story by James Frey, because he had the idea for the story. But it was Lena Waithe who wrote 
like who created the characters and wrote yeah. the fucking incredibly beautiful dialogue yeah. and um all of the scenes and everything like that but wow. yeah everything about that music that movie is absolutely perfect the music the soundtrack was incredible mm. every single frame is an iconic picture it's just it's gorgeous i just absolutely loved it and i'm so yeah. glad we got to see it yeah, and i'm so glad that i got to learn so much about who it really was about and educate myself a little bit too Should we do our recommendations? Let's do our recommendations. And you can talk a lot about your recommendations because I feel like I haven't let you speak a lot. It's all right. I've had had a lot to say. It's fine, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm still talking now. Oh, gosh. Oh! I like hearing you talk. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, thanks. Right. Do your free recommendations. Let's go. Okay, so in the spirit of quarantine, I'm going to do a couple recommendations based on what I've been doing during quarantine. So my first one... It's the book, The Power of Now, by Eckhart Tolle, which is something that my mum has been talking about for years. I remember my mum talking about the power of now and being in the present and not being in the past or the future and all this stuff when I was like 11. I had no idea what it meant. I don't think my mum really knew what it meant because 10 years later, (laughs) (laughs) she's still my mum and she still does the same stuff. Um, But bless her. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. Um, but it's not that easy. Yeah, I know. It's and and reading it, it's it's um, made me think a lot about about myself and how I act and um, what means a lot to me and um, what shouldn't mean a lot to me and you know, like just just taking time to be in the present and just enjoy the moment and being with myself rather than being distracted by a whole lot of other things. I'm about halfway through, uh, but I've already learned a lot and it was kind of weird because you were thinking about re- reading it you wanted to read it again or wanted uh, to read it. well yeah so I've been studying Eckhart Tolle texts for just over a year now maybe only like 15 14 months or something like that and um in complete sympathy with your mom like it's a completely different thing to know something and then to actually implement, implement that thing into yeah. your daily life. As I'm like, learning. <laughs> yeah, like do as you, like do as, as I always say, do as I say, don't do as I do. Because I can tell you the right thing to do in a situation. I can tell you to be calm and how to like, you know, control yourself. And I can even in my head, like being the observer of your thoughts and like, you know, being, you know, what I really am opposed to who I think I am. Yeah. Like, even then I can be in my head and tell myself like, you don't need to be angry right now. You don't need to be yeah, saying these things yeah, right yeah. now. But and it's then, hard to, it's hard yeah, to. Yeah, but actually yeah. being able to control yourself and having that energy and that, mm. and to come through the resistance, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it's so yeah. difficult, but that's the point. That's the that's lesson. The like it. it would just get easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I actually read A New Earth first. Yeah. And it just, it completely changed, it completely changed my life. Um, and then... Which is going to be my next read, I think. Yeah, which which is kind of, in, in inverted commas, the way it's supposed to be. Like, A, a Power of Now was published and then A New Earth was written afterwards. But I started with A New Earth. Um, and, yeah, it completely changed my life. And then uh, I stopped reading for a bit. And I think you came up with the analogy that it's kind of like when you work out every day, 
you get a six pack. But when you stop working out, your six pack weakens. It's not strong anymore. And it's a similar thing when it comes to practicing presence or practicing yeah. gratitude, practicing um, patience. Mm. Like it's all well and good knowing how to do these things. But if you're not practicing every day, then you're not going to be as strong. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's not there, though. I think no, that's it. Not I think at all. I think I was relating it to to because um, I, I over the past couple of years have restarted playing drums and um, hadn't found. I'd found that I hadn't played for a long time, but within a couple of weeks, maybe maybe like two weeks, I was back to playing drums kind of where I'd left off. Um, you know, I'd like drumming every day or drumming like a couple of days in a week. After about two weeks of that, I just got back into the routine. And, and my only thing that was lacking at that point was my stamina, which just needed to grow and i think that's the same with it's the same with these kind of like texts and yeah it's all the same pattern man it's yeah. all the same pattern yeah it's like it's yeah. just about discipline and having patience with yourself and yeah that's absolutely. all it is absolutely um but yeah so obviously as i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast um as much as i've been trying to do a lot of productive creative things mm. um my depression and my anxiety and my like um, OCD and paranoia and like a lot of stuff has just creeped back into my head, not being able to stimulate myself properly yeah. and having like a, a change of life as it is basically yeah. with quarantine. I think everyone's definitely been feeling that. And you get to a point where you're just so fed up and exhausted. Like when, you, when you've suffered from depression from ye- for years and you've already tried to like commit suicide several times and then um you suffer like you you're still getting suicidal thoughts Mm. there comes a point where it just gets so boring and so tiring because you know like you just end up in this kind of i don't even know how to stalemate stalemate where you you've completely sunk and you're having all this shit going on in your head but you've also got enough hope and enough experience to know that you're going to get through it. Yeah. So you're in the stomach where you're not going to try and kill yourself, and you know that you that it, that you you know that you want to live. You just not got any of the tools to actually. But you have got the tools, but you, you just have you can't implement them properly. Yeah, you yeah. can't use them properly, or you don't know how to access them at that point. You haven't got the energy. Yeah. Like, and you know, I speak about this in the one about peppers, and I've got a lot more poems coming out where I speak about it in a lot more detail. And um, I'm looking forward to people hearing it. I hope it helps them. It helped mm, me. Yeah. Um, so I'm at this point and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just crying out for help. And I was, we were at your parents' house because we had to get out and be somewhere. And so I'm in this whole new surrounding and your parents have a basement with a bookshelf. Yeah. And we'd been in the basement a few times. I'd looked at the bookshelf a few times, looking for Skullduggery Pleasant books because I'm obsessed with that series. I really wanted to reread the Skullduggery Pleasant series, crime drama, sci-fi, another one I love. And I remember waking up one morning and my first thought, because I was waking up and I was feeling shit, and it was just another day of like the same mundane stuff of like trying to be okay and knowing what I've got to do but not being able to do it and just being sad and being upset and being miserable and then being in this relentless circle of self-hatred and I just woke up and I just had this thought and I was just like I really wish I just had a copy of The Power of Now 
I didn't say a new earth. I don't know why, because the new earth is the one that I know. Yeah. Like, the new earth, a new earth is the one that's helped me, but I haven't read The Power of Now, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah. But I hadn't really. I guess just kind of in the back of my mind. But this really loud thought came to my head, and I was mm. like, I wish I had The Power of Now. When we woke up, I didn't even say that out loud. No, when we woke up and we went down to the basement to do yoga, I walked straight to the bookshelf and for the first time realised right in front of me was the power of now. Isn't that crazy? No. It's not crazy. It's the opposite of crazy. <laughs> it's the truth. It's what happens. That's manifestation. Yeah, it's what happens when you're looking for it. It and when you need it. Yeah, man. When you need it, when you want it, when you ask for it. Don't beg mm. for it. Just ask for it. Ask the universe and it will provide. I think it's just helped us a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for reading it, actually. Yeah, it's the first book I've read in a long time. I've not <laughs> read a book in time. And it's quite... It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy one to jump into, so... No, I used to love reading as well. Like, I'm, I'm, I think this might motivate me to start again. I think having the time during quarantine has been nice to just, to just do other things that aren't necessarily my, my usual routine and just switching things up. Which brings me on to my next one, which is Boggle. Or Scrabble are some things that I think people should... This is your recommendation? Yeah, it's one of my recommendations. Cute. So I I think it's something that that, that people should get into. Like, I'm all for board games and I'm all for um, kind of things to pass the time that aren't necessarily like watching a screen um, because I think just having interactions with people and just being able to have some fun and have some dialogue is uh, important, especially in a time like this. Um, But... The 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 other aspect that I think Boggle and Scrabble has is it's really good for your mind, mm. and it's something that um, I like to do, and it just like I don't know, it helps. It's like doing crosswords, or it's like doing like Sudoku or something. It wakes your mind up. Yeah, it wakes and I've learned and... so many words as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously most people know what Scrabble is, but they might not know what Boggle is. Boggle is like a little four by four or five by five um, grid where like you can jiggle around the, the letters and then you've just basically got to make as many three three letter or more words um, out of what you can see oh, in like three minutes, which we've had a lot of fun with, I yeah, think. Yeah, because we changed the times to two yeah. minutes, one minute, 30 seconds. Yeah. Although I am just going to let the world know, um, Mattia is the best Scrabble and Boggle player in the world. <laughs> no. One time... <laughs> I've never, I, there's only one time I've won a game of Scrabble, which is when it was really late and you were No, really it's a game of Boggle. You've never won Scrabble. Have I never won Scrabble? You've never won Scrabble. I've never won. We were literally playing Scrabble every single day. We've been in quarantine for like two You've won now. Boggle twice. One time was because it was really late and the other time it was like two minutes. Yeah, so I wrote more ones quicker. Yeah, I just, I just had a, a, a block. Um, but you are still very good. One time I've been playing we were playing since I was Scrabble. Young. I got a Scrabble on my first go. Double word as well. Yeah, it was seven. I got seven. I started the game with seventy-five points. <laughs> seventy-five points. He still won. He he ended up winning. I ended up with like two hundred and sixty-three points, and he got was like over three hundred. It was, like it was insane. It no, it wasn't. Mark. It was over. Three, you got over three hundred points. No way. Because it was the it was the most I'd ever seen you score, and Jeez. I couldn't believe that you'd done that. 
<laughs> I was absolutely furiated. Yo, you know what? It we gets started, well frustrating. I, I'll I'm be glad honest. We've, we've had a break from that, actually. I'm glad. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. When we started playing Scrabble, it started, getting, cups, it it started, getting, it started getting tense, you know. When, yeah, when, I'll, I'll be honest. When we, started, when we started playing, I was getting, like, YouTube recommendations. Google has been listening to me. It was getting, like, giving me, like, YouTube recommendations of, like, Scrabble masters being, like, quizzed on their best words and stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was, like, watching them, and it was, like, they were talking about, like, like their best words and their best play or like their biggest bluffs and like talking about the different ways that they put stuff down and it was like I was just like I don't know I was like did you watch them I watched I think yeah I watched a couple is that something else you're recommending should I be watching them no 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 I don't think you should watch them because that's that's the key I'm kidding (laughs) I'm kidding I was already winning before watching them (laughs) see how smug I am Although, uh, yeah, if you do um, follow Matthew's recommendation and start playing Scrabble, a symptom of it is that every single word that you hear or read, even when you're just walking, even when you're going on your daily exercise and you walk past a shop or a sign, every r- word you read, you try and work out if it's a Scrabble word or not. And you try and work out how many points it has. That's what I've been doing. Really? Yeah. You're yeah. in way too deep, man. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got a problem. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so oh you know what i've got i've got two thirds oh and you deserve it for listening to me so much oh thank you the first one is community the show uh-huh which is on netflix and amazon prime for the first time ever oh um, yeah i can't believe you only showed me that in quarantine i know yeah so You've been trapped for a long time it was speaking about donald glover a bit earlier um it was one of donald glover's first acting roles i think um in a tv show about a community college and a study group and it's very 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 funny i used to watch it when i was like 16 um and when i was very lonely and when i'd, when I'd finished college and um it's just always been one of my favorite tv shows and it's probably quite funny for people who like uh, stuff like Parks and Recs or like The Office or Arrested Development or Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, it's kind of a bit more um, zany and off the wall than um, other stuff, but it's very, very funny. Um, and then my, my other recommendation, which I was... This is the other thing I was struggling, was um, peanut butter and marmite. Aww. Peanut butter and marmite on toast. Really? Yeah, that's a recommendation. Because I don't think enough people know about it, and I think people should know about it. Like, mixed together, by the way. Like, peanut butter and then, like, marmite on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a favourite breakfast of ours is to make some toast, get some crunchy crunchy peanut butter, never smooth, never smooth, crunchy. um, And whack that on, and then get a little bit of marmite, and then put that on yourself. Put that on top and just mix it all together. Sorry, I had a hiccup or a burp. I don't know what that was. Um, you can get them in Marmite Pops. Marmite also made oh, but yeah, but it's so peanut expensive. butter. But it's really expensive. It's in really small bottles. So we yeah, just started We started doing it ourselves. And to be honest, it's better. If you want to change the ratio, you can do. Um, but excellent, excellent breakfast and a tasty snack. Mm-hmm. I like to have my breakfast and then snack. <laughs> of which... <laughs> It's just peanut, peanut butter, butter and marmite, marmite on toast. Yeah. But I have written a poem about it, so that makes it okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, it's in the one about peppers, right? Yeah, it is, actually. Maybe you guys should listen to that. We meditate in the morning as well. We try and yeah. meditate when we wake up. 
and um, just to really focus on our intentions and things like that. Every time that I meditate, yeah. every time that I need to <laughs> focus on what I'm grateful for and manifest how I want my day to go, every single time, the first thing that comes to my head is how mouth-wateringly delicious Marmite, Marmite and, and peanut, peanut butter, butter is. is. Yeah, I got it. See? <laughs> On my toast. <laughs> this is becoming chaos. Right, what are your three recommendations, Billy May? My three recommendations, I'm going to keep it quick. Go on. Number one, Queen and Slim. Yeah. Excellent shout. Thank you. Go see Queen and Slim. I mean, you don't need to go anywhere to see it because it's not in cinemas anymore and we're in lockdown, so just... Go to your sofa... Sit down in front of your laptop. Look up Potlocker Proxy. <laughs> no. <kidding>. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever platform you go to to watch your movies, that's where you can go to watch Queen and Slim because it is incredibly beautiful. It is very moving. Yeah, go just watch a bunch of interviews. Watch interviews with uh, Lena Waif, the writer, with Melina Matsukas, the director. Just go do some research on it, watch it and love it because it's incredible. Mm, and you will. Um, so my second recommendation is a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who, it was one of those things where, because rule number one when you're doing shit, right, is don't talk about what you're going to do because if you don't do it, you look like a twat. Mm. That's how it works, right? If you tell yeah. people what you're going to do, it doesn't happen. That Was, was that in The Matrix? No. No, that's in Wild that Wild Country. We started watching Wild Wild Country last night, which is an incredible documentary. Mm. Oh, it grinds my gears at how the people reacted. That's ah, oh, that's that. We'll say that as soon as that's finished, we'll do a whole podcast on that as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Wild Wild Country, there's this bit where they move the ashram from Pune in India to. Um, like a 40,000 acre farm in Orlando? No. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Near a little town Close, called Antelope. But not. <laughs> Look, it began with an O and it's in America and that's all I know. I know. Right. Well, basically, I told this guy, I said to him, hey, I shout you out in my podcast episode. The podcast episode we recorded never got aired because it was like we did, they, were, they ended up being practice episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's probably gonna listen to the podcast and been like right where the fuck is my shout out you bullshit and weirdo right so i met this guy it was a night out it was uh oh it was in leeds and it was a night called cosmic slop which is an incredible night right and this guy the guy who runs the nights he made these speakers he made a sound system and people asked him if they would make the sound system for them that they could buy off him and he said no this is this this could be bullshit by the way this is just what i've heard he gets a bunch of famous people playing well at his nights for free the venue is like in this like warehouse gallery type thing it only fits like 200 people and um he just gets a bunch of famous people playing there for free simply because they want to hear their music come out of these speakers because they're so good and it, they're, the, they're the only version one of a kind mm. you know like the mona lisa yes so <laughs> or the shark in jaws the only one unless we're talking they killed jaws like too. two sharks though man 
Yeah, there's only one that's that big. I don't know. So at this night, everyone who goes there is so wacky. Like it's people have such like an eclectic music taste. Like everyone who goes there, because it goes from like spoken word jazz to like multiple like EDM, funk, soul, like house. There's so much going on. Like every single tune is different. And um, I went to see Caribou when I went. Anyway, I was dancing by the speakers, because I'm always by the speakers. And you know that, because my, my Instagram bio says, meet me by the speakers, which I thought was cool. Uh, I meet a lot of people by the speakers. Like, I meet, I meet strangers by speakers on nights out. It's, it's like, probably the worst place to meet them, because it's really loud. Yeah, but then you don't talk. You don't talk, you just dance with them, and you connect with them, and it's beautiful. Mm. Anyway, so I did that with a bunch of people from who were front at this gig and then when we went out to the smoking area to like chill out whatever a bit of a sweat on completely sober by the way 100% sober I ended up speaking to this guy and I was like oh you were the guy I was dancing with la 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 uh, and he was like hi I'm nice to meet you. my name's Jason la 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 proper vibing proper vibing we had mutual friends out of the 200 people in this venue the one guy I get speaking to is a guy who I have mutual friends with. We know the same people. And I don't mean like from Leeds or from Manny or from Uni or anything like that. Like one of his best mates, managers is one of my friends from London. Mm. Like, or something like that. Like it's mad, it's mad, it's crazy. But not crazy because it's just a universe. Uh, anyway, so we're talking, we're getting on well. I'm really connected with this guy. And I'm like, yo, we are on the same wavelength. This is mad. I'm like, dude, what's your star sign? He goes, guess. And I was like, are you a Tory and Gemini? Are you like late May? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so am I. It was unreal. It was beautiful, beautiful experience. Anyway, so this guy... Great, cool, lovely, interesting, fun, very, very talented person. Mm. Um, his name is Jason underscore Vaz on Instagram. And he's an incredible graphic designer. He did the artwork for Glass Animals track with Denzel Curry. Cool. And he did the artwork for uh, Yusuf Days's tour posters. Sweet. Or poster. I don't know. It's been a while since I've looked at his Instagram. Mm. Because it was months ago that we recorded our first podcast. Anyway, so I was chatting to this guy because I wanted him to do logos for the, the podcast and shit before we just started with our own bullshit one. Uh, if you're a graphic designer, by the way, and you want to do our logo, let us know. Hey, Jason. So, uh, or just Jay. I think that's been called Jay. Once you go on his Instagram, he's got like three other links to like other shit that he's doing and other projects that he's doing. Like he's amazing. Check him out if you're if you're a if you need a graphic designer, hit him up. And my third recommendation is if I hadn't been talking for long enough. That's the point though, right? <laughs> like, we had a chat before we started. We were like, right, Matthew, this is the structure. This is what we're going to do. And this is probably only going to take 20 minutes. We're now having to cut our podcast yeah. into, into two halves. We haven't had a, had a topic for this podcast because <laughs> I've just been talking. But that's okay, right? It's yeah, natural. We're going to discourse about Carol Baskin. Well, like, it's meant to be. I love Carol Baskin. It's bitch, like Carol thing. Baskin. Free, fact, nah, free nah, my you know what? Free she is a bitch, Jericho. but do you know what? Why is that? It's not a bad thing. It's not it's a bad, not a thing, bad thing to be a bitch. It's not, not a bad thing to be a you know what? It's not a bad thing to be a hoe. It's not. It's you not. do you, girl. But listen, do you know what? She should embrace it. That's what I want from Carol Baskin. I want yeah. Carol Baskin I want to be the to ultimate villain. 
I want her to come out. Yeah, I want to come badass. out. She's a badass bitch. I want Karen her to Baskin come out. Is a badass bitch. Listen, I want her to come out and be like, "Yeah, I killed my husband." But so you know what? what? Prove it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prove it. Prove it. Be like, I covered him in sardines and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I will stand up in a court of law and defend Carol Baskin. Can you, could, could you have been Joe Exotic's defence lawyer? We need him out. We need a man's out. I think he should be his own defence lawyer. He's incredible. You know, like when you're watching Criminal Minds or Suits. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm just going to defend myself here. Yeah. I'm oh. going to educate myself. All that orange is the new black. Yeah. And they just like educate themselves. And they're just like, do you know what? I don't trust anyone. The only yeah. person who cares about me living my life is me. So I'm going to do that. You're on a tangent again. What's your third day? What's your, what's your third suggestion? Well, is it said suggestion? Recommendation? I keep getting it wrong. It doesn't matter. They're synonyms. It's okay. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> My third recommendation is a producer called KZ. And KZ. his beats are fucking incredible. No offense, Matu. Like, I love your were the shit. Other le- were the other letters in the le- alphabet taken? <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible joke. Gus, KZ, I've got a question for you. Why K and why Z? Let us know, let us know, let us know. Uh, what does it mean? What does it mean? Anyway, uh... What's he produced? I mostly know this dude from his incredible beats for... Code Radical. Wow. Why are you finishing my sentence for me? Because you were looking for it and I just, I knew what it was. <laughs> well, it's sweet that you know how much I love Koji. And, and Koji's music and Koji's words and KZ's beats. So his Instagram is KZ did it, which is fucking sick. What did he do? It's like... It. You know, it's, it's sick. It's clever. I'm not going to explain it, but I am going to explain it because that's what I do. I talk. It's like with you. It's like you don't, people need to say produced by Prod by Matu. They can just say and at Prod by Matu because mm. it's already a, a sentence. The prod is by so you can be like, Matu. Oh, I released a song and at KZ did it. Like, the sentence is already there. It's clever. It's smart. It's genius. Uh, anyway, so Koji Radical is how I know him. But upon, like, researching and, like, getting more involved and, like, wanting to, you know, follow him a little bit and appreciate more of his work, um, he's done uh, some stuff with Wretch Free 2. And also Matt Pacora, who I thought you would know since he's French. And he's got, I'm like, 2.6 million Instagram followers. every French and- person. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I thought you all just knew each other. <laughs> yeah, we just every year, once a year, we all congregate to the Eiffel Tower. We just stand underneath it and just eat baguettes. Uh. Anyway, they're <laughs> my three recommendations. Excellent. Is that gonna be it for us? Yeah, I think we can probably close it here now. Excellent. Well, we. Bye, been... guys. See you next time. See you later. Like, comment, and subscribe. This isn't YouTube. If it's the Matrix, it can be whatever you want it to be. Oh wow. This is Lemon Ginger Podcast. Thanks for listening. I've been Matt. And I'm still Bill. (laughs) (laughs) And tomorrow, I'll be Ben. (laughs)